I'm Carly Palmer Webb, a gender and sexuality researcher, entrepreneur, enthusiastic Jesus lover, and the Christian sex educator. I believe that you can fully embrace your faith and pursue sexual wholeness in every life stage. And I'm here to help you do just that. I provide research-based info to help you prepare for and build sexual relationships worth all the hype, shame not included. This is the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. All right, my friends, since I am in the business of helping you improve your sex life, we need to talk for a minute about lubricant. You need to know that I am the absolute biggest hype girl for using lubricant during sex, but not just any lubricant, good, high quality lubricant. If you aren't currently using it, you should definitely try it out. It's not just for women who aren't able to lubricate naturally, not at all. Lubricant increases pleasure during penetration and makes manual sex so much better. And hello, who doesn't love a good massage? The right lubricant can double as massage oil too. My very favorite lubricant and honest to goodness, the only kind my husband and I use is Kokanoo. Kokanoo lubricants and body oils are plant-based and USDA certified organic. They don't contain harmful chemicals or fragrances that can cause irritation, infection, and unpleasant smells in the most tender parts of your body. And the best part? They feel absolutely amazing and have a very faint, fresh smell. If you are using generic lubricant from your local drugstore or aren't currently using any at all, prepare to be absolutely amazed by Kokanoo. And listeners of this podcast can use the code LUBE15 to get 15% off every purchase. That's L-U-B-E 15 for 15% off. You can check out their products at kokanoo.com, spelled just like coconut, but without the T. Good lube makes all the difference, and Kokanoo is as good as it gets. Hey there, welcome to episode number nine of the Christian Sex Educator podcast, We're going to tackle a pretty big conversation today, the choice of whether to wait until marriage to have sex. Now, that may be just a little bit misleading. We aren't covering reasons why you should wait until marriage today. We're not going to be talking about soul ties or saving your gift or anything like that, partly because I think most of those reasons that we're typically given for waiting until marriage are primarily scare tactics that don't come from God, but we're going to chat about that a different day. Today, we're just going to talk about the fact that this decision, the decision to wait until marriage to have sex, is yours to make and why that idea is so important. Those of you that follow me on Instagram know that I posted recently about this And I want to read you what I posted and then I'll share with you an email that I got shortly after that post because I think we can learn a pretty important lesson from it. Don't worry, I won't share the name or any identifying info about the person who sent it. I really just want us to dissect it a little bit because these ideas are so important. Okay, here's my caption from the post on Instagram. Waiting until marriage to have sex is a big deal. I believe it's a worthwhile and godly pursuit, yes, but it's definitely no walk in the park. Many of us made some sort of commitment, internally or publicly, to wait until marriage before we really understood what that meant. 
In fact, we probably didn't fully understand what sex even was at that point. In my opinion, it is a good thing that our parents and leaders taught us values around sex as we learned about sex itself, with the exception of any guilt or fear tactics used. But your conviction to wait until marriage, if that's what you choose, needs to come from a place of understanding. You now know what sex is and are building on that understanding here. You have likely experienced sexual arousal and desire. The idea of having sex excites you. Some of you are in a serious relationship and the desire for sex is strong. With all of that in mind, do you still want to wait? Do you want to choose this? Do you feel strongly that this is what God wants you to do? If so, you can choose it now with a much more complete understanding and eyes wide open. Decisions connect us with God when we purposefully choose his path, his word, not out of guilt or fear, but out of a sincere love for God and a desire to follow him. Sweet little 12-year-old you may have wanted to wait until marriage to have sex, but you likely did not know what sex was and you may have been afraid of it. Perhaps you were even more afraid of disappointing God and your parents. But now things are different. Do you still want to wait? You always have a choice, and acknowledging that is the only way, in my opinion, to truly choose God. Okay, that's the end of the post. Now, every time I post, the large majority of feedback is positive. People are generally really kind and nice and respectful even when they disagree. But a couple of days after I made that post, I got this email that I'm about to read to you. And I'm not reading it to you because it's my favorite email that I've ever received. (laughs) I'm reading it to you because the things that are brought up in this email are really important. And I think we need to understand them maybe better than we currently do. Okay, here's what the email said. Hi, I read through some of your material and IG posts, and in a few you explicitly and in all you implicitly suggest that you should weigh the pros and cons to waiting until marriage to have sex and make sure whatever you do, it's what you are choosing free of pressure. I'm wondering, fairly sarcastically, what Bible passage you're pulling this individual discernment from even though it's extremely anti-Christian. If you could point me in the direction of the passage that tells me waiting till marriage to have sex is only right if I think it's right, it would be very helpful. It's just so frustrating sometimes when God has these rules and guidelines that lay out the best way for us to live our lives, but you seem to have found a loophole, so it would be awesome to cite that source. Thank you. Name. Kind of insincere and quite sarcastic purposefully. But truthfully, I can understand why this person disagrees with my message or at least misunderstands my message of waiting until marriage being a choice. We have been taught all of our lives, if we grew up Christian, that Jesus is the way and that we need to follow his teachings, right? And I do believe that Jesus is, in fact, the way. I also believe that agency, the ability to make our own choices, is a pretty dang important part of his plan for us. So this conversation isn't just about choosing to wait until marriage. It's about a much larger issue, the ability to choose in general. But we're going to use the choice of waiting until marriage or not waiting until marriage 
as the example to kind of guide us through this conversation. So let's chat a little bit about what God has taught us about making choices. Yeah? So let's start at the very beginning. The second chapter of the Bible, Genesis 2, I'm going to read from the King James Version. In verses 16 and 17, it says, And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. We know this story. We know what happened. And we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of Adam and Eve's actual decisions in the garden today. But the point here is that they had two things in the Garden of Eden. They had commandments and they had the opportunity to choose. God is all-powerful, right? He could have definitely made Adam and Eve be perfectly obedient if he wanted to do that, but he didn't. He gave them commandments and then he let them make their own choices. From the very beginning of humankind, God has given us the opportunity to choose. And that's obviously pretty important to him because he allows a lot of us slash all of us to make really bad decisions sometimes. So why is that? Wouldn't it just be easier for everyone if God made all of us be obedient to his teachings and his laws? Well, obviously, I'm not God, so I don't have all of the answers, but I do know that we are trying to become like Jesus Christ. That's one of the things we've been asked to do. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, it talks about when Christ appears, we will be like him, right? That's the goal. Christ teaches us over and over that we need to try and do the things that we have seen him do, that we should be trying to be like him. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Philippians 4, 9 says, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. So if we are trying to become like Jesus then us having the capacity to choose is pretty important. Jesus is good all the way to his core. He is nothing but good. I also believe that he chose to do what he did for us. Was it his father's will? Yes, of course. But did his father force him to do what he did for all of us? I don't think so. I believe that Christ chose us over and over and over. He made good and right choices. What if one of the reasons or the main reason that God gave his children the capacity to make choices is because that's required in order to become like Jesus Christ? Will we make all the right choices like Jesus did Obviously not. I'm not even sure if we're really getting close to the 50-50 mark, if I'm honest. But having the capacity to make choices is necessary to becoming good like Jesus. We can't become truly good if we're forced to be good or guilted into being good or manipulated into being good. We can only become good people, good disciples of Jesus Christ if we choose it, if we choose him. 
It's helpful for me to think about agency in terms of parenting a small child. Now, I don't have a small child, so (laughs) take this for what it's worth, but think about it this way. If you force your child to share whenever other children are around, if you just take the toys out of your child's hands and give them to the other children, you aren't actually helping your child to learn anything. You're not helping them learn how to share. They aren't developing the capacity to consider other people's feelings or to take turns. They're sharing because you're physically making them share. It doesn't lead to change or growth or empathy on the part of the child. And I think that the same is true for us. If God forced us to make good decisions, we wouldn't learn or change or become good people. The capacity to choose is vital for our development and our becoming like Christ. So let's return to the conversation then about waiting until marriage. In the email that I read you earlier from our clearly very joyful and supportive anonymous writer, I was accused of teaching that, quote, you should weigh the pros and cons to waiting until marriage to have sex and make sure whatever you do, it's what you are choosing free of pressure. Now, I never said necessarily to weight pros and cons, but if a pros and cons list helps you, go for it. But the rest of the sentence, the part about making sure that whatever you do, it's your choice, that part I am absolutely 100% behind. In Joshua 24, 15, we're taught, choose you this day whom you will serve. Nobody should be forced into waiting until marriage to have sex. I also don't think that God is really big on guilt trips or manipulation. It does need to be your choice. Now, do I believe that God wants us to wait until marriage to have sex? Based on my understanding of his teachings, I would say yes. But I don't want you to do it because I say you should or because your parents say you should or your pastor says that you should. I want you to study and pray and seek your own conviction. It's the difference between no, I can't and no, I'm choosing not to. And that's a huge difference, isn't it? So yes, I will continue to encourage everyone who cares to listen to make their own decisions, to take responsibility for the choices that they make. Of course you can take into consideration the thoughts and opinions of those who love you. I recommend doing that. And put in the time and effort to try and understand God's word and his will, of course. But you choose. God gave you the gift of agency and he did it on purpose. He wants you to use it. I really do believe that the only way to become truly good, the only way to become like Christ, is to acknowledge that we have the capacity to choose. And not just that, but we also have to take responsibility for the choices that we do make, including the choice of whether to wait until marriage to have sex. All right, that was fun, wasn't it? That is it for our little sermon slash rant today. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I do want to make you aware I am going on summer break from the podcast. So there's going to be a little window of time where there aren't new episodes. 
And this summer is a big one for us. We are moving, more to come on that later. And moving is just a disaster, isn't it? No matter how you do it. And I've only got a couple of weeks left before the move. And then we're going to spend some time with my husband's family at his reunion. And then some time with my family. And I just don't want to be pulled away from family time to record podcast episodes, make sure that they're posting and share about them. And so we're just going to take a little break from the Christian Sex Educator podcast until August. So until we return to the podcast, feel free if you are already to follow me on Instagram. We'll still be having good conversations there. And I teach a lot of things there that are also obviously free 99. So you're welcome to join us there. And There's also a lot of material, both free and paid content on my website, thechristiansexeducator.com. So check that out as well. If you're just needing some sex education content to get you through the break in the podcast. Thanks so much for being here, my friends. I hope that this is helpful for you and I'm cheering you on in the choices that you're making in your life. You finished another episode of the Christian Sex Educator podcast. That's one more step in preparing for and building the kind of sexual relationship that you're really hoping for. So congrats. For episode details and links, check out the show notes or head over to thechristiansexeducator.com slash podcast. And don't forget, God invented sex and it is oh so good. Come back soon.